Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Spoiler Alert. I'm your host, Emily Renshaw, and today we're going to talk about book two of the Paranormal Sea Trilogy written by Kirsten White, Supernaturally. Sit back, relax, and let's begin. So last week we went over book one, but a lot can happen in a week, so before I go into the story of book two, I'm going to give an overview of what happened in book one, because usually at this point in the episode I would give like background information on the book or the author or something like that, but we read book one last week, so it's time to just go over what happened so that we can get into the next one. So. In book one, we have our main girl, Evie. Evelyn is her full name, but the book calls her Evie. And she works for the IPCA, which is a paranormal agency that works to keep the world safe from paranormal creatures that could harm them. At least that's what we're led to believe. That's what Evie's been told her whole life. She's kind of worked there for forever. And throughout this book, she begins to realize that, hmm, this agency is not necessarily the best people to work for. So through the book, she starts doing things that kind of go against policy, I guess you would say. And she starts learning more information. She finds out something about herself that she didn't know. Each paranormal is kind of ranked in a way with different tier levels of how, like, I guess you would say how bad they are as paranormal. And she finds out she's a level seven, which is really bad on her because she's already confused about her own life. She can't remember anything about herself before turning eight. So when she learns that she is a level seven paranormal, she kind of starts freaking out. At the beginning of the book, kind of in the beginning, kind of in the middle, we get a character introduced whose name is Lind, and he breaks into the agency she works at, and he's kind of the starting point for the plot to change, for Evie to learn, and where everything kind of starts going crazy for the IPCA. After Lind breaks in, Evie starts to become friends with him. They build a relationship. Her mother figure, Raquel, kind of is like, what are you doing? And she's like, I want friends and I want to be normal. And she has this crazy ex-fairy boyfriend kind of dude who won't leave her alone. And she's kind of going through it. She wishes she was a normal teenager. Her best friend is also a mermaid, if you remember that from last week. Um, And she's just kind of living this crazy life and she wishes she wasn't. Well, halfway through the book, really bad things start happening to the agency. Monsters start going missing. People start going missing. And everyone is starting to freak out because they're like, what are we going to do? All these people keep disappearing and these monsters keep disappearing. What's going on? And Raquel and the agency think it's Lynn's fault that this is all happening. And Evie's like, no, 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 no. He's good. He's good. We don't have to be mean to him. And just a whole lot of stuff starts to happen if you really want more back in background information about this go watch the last episode because i go a lot deeper than what i'm going to do right now um but just what happens in the first book is evie in the end finds out that the agency she worked for for her entire life was actually probably not the greatest people to work with and she decides it's time to leave and she moves out of the agency kind of runs away and moves in with Lind, and they start helping Lind's father, David, with something similar to what the agency does, but on a nicer level. And in the end, Evie is turned into a high school student. She's the closest to normal she's ever been. It's very good for her. It's something she's been wishing for. And the end just kind of closes with her embracing the new normalcy that she gets to 
live with and she's very happy she's dating lind and they're in a very happy relationship and all is well or so we think then we are now gonna you know jump into the second book which is called supernaturally we picked this up and it's so in the first book we end she is a junior in high school and lind is a senior who's graduating and is about to go to college well we pick up in supernaturally with Evie starting her senior year of high school and Lind already being in college. And I believe he goes to Georgetown, or I don't know if it's community college, but he goes to Georgetown. And her main goal, other than graduating, is to make sure she gets into the same college as Lind because she can't imagine living without him. So throughout the book, we kind of see her trying to get all her schoolwork done, trying to make sure she graduates with like good grades and can be put into Georgetown because she wants to be with Lind. That's, I'm going to say that's kind of the main premise of the book, but also obviously with what we know from the first book, paranormals exist. So paranormals are kind of quote unquote ruining her life is what she'll say throughout the book. But anyway, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We open the story and Evie is a senior in high school. She has moved out of David's place because she kind of felt weird living with her boyfriend's dad understandably so but in order for her to be uh considered a student be able to go to school and any of that david had to take on and be her technical guardian so he kind of signed on he's her quote-unquote father but not really just the guardian so she can do stuff well she kind of you know feels uncomfortable having to live with her boyfriend's dad so she moves out with i don't remember if i mentioned this character last episode but i should have because she kind of plays a big part Ariana is a vampire that kind of lived with David for a while, but now, or I don't remember if she lived with him, but I know they worked together. So she was there when Evie and Lynn showed up at the end of book one. She's just kind of a major character, kind of a friend that Evie makes after moving out of the IPCA. So she and Ariana live above a diner where there it's a paranormal creature owned diner that David kind of watches over to make sure everyone can do what they want to do and not get caught by the IPCA. So she, Evie and Ariana are sharing a little apartment above the diner and they work at the diner and Evie is saving up for a car. Evie is doing everything she can to be a normal high schooler or a normal teenager really and normal person i keep adding more to it she's just trying to be normal you know she lived a life where she wasn't normal hence the name paranormalcy but she's living her best life if you will right now the summer kind of went by nothing terrible happened she and lynn spent a lot of time together getting closer falling more in love because they're so hopelessly in love so whenever evie starts her senior year lynn obviously goes off and so she's doing all the work she can, trying to get into some colleges in. She doesn't know what she wants to do. That's another fun part of this. She wants to go to Georgetown, but she doesn't know what to do. She just wants to be with her boyfriend. Anyway, she's kind of trying to fit in. She's made friends with Carly. I don't remember if I mentioned this character last book either, but Carly was one of the girls in the friend group with Lind, and Carly was in the same grade as Evie. So those two kind of got really close. Carly is your... your classic high school preppy girl who's very bubbly friendly and evie loves it she's eating it up obviously because she wants normal friendships so carly becomes that normal friendship for her and they're kind of besties if you will so the two of them best of friends getting along so 
her and Carly are friends, and they're getting along, being the best of friends and all of that. And remember this character from the last book, Vivian? You know, the bad guy, kind of. Kind of is a very good time for it. I mentioned that I had been reading ahead whenever I recorded last week's episode. That's because I have. And fun fact on that for this week's episode and next week's, I have finished the series and I very much love the series. So yay, that was great. Anyway, remember the character Vivian? She was the bad guy. She was the antagonist, the one causing all the problems, killing all of the paranormals, kind of killed Evie's best friend, and Evie was able to knock her out and get her put under lockdown. Yeah, guess what? Vivian's not gone. When I tell you I was reading this book and I saw that she was talking to Vivian, I was like, what? I thought she went away. I thought she was gone. Well, she's not. She's still there. So Evie knocked Vivian out by taking the souls from her, which I don't remember if I even went in depth about what Evie is. Evie is what is known as an empty one. And what they can do is they can take the souls from other creatures. And that's how Evie kind of pushed away Vivian and pushed away Reth, the fairy. He's also a very big character in this book, too. And we also meet a new character that I'm excited to talk about because he's probably one of my favorite characters to come into the book. And then we'll talk about it more in a minute. Anyway, Vivian is still alive. Vivian, well, she's alive. She's in a coma, I guess they kind of call it. And she's in the ipca and evie is not in the ipca again she's living with ariana ariana i'm gonna say this chick's name many different ways because i genuinely have no clue how to say it there's so many different ways to say that name so bear with me on how i pronounce it 73 different ways throughout this episode anyway she's living with ariana and her besties carly and she when she goes to sleep at night evie sees vivian vivian visits evie in her dreams and in this book, they have become best friends, basically. So they are both empty ones. I guess that's something I should also m- mention. I think I said that last book, too. But they're both empty ones, and they look very similar. So they kind of consider each other sisters. It's the closest thing they'll ever get to being like having a sibling or having family. So they consider each other sisters. It's very cute. And their relationship is great. We, we uh, learn to love Vivian by the way. She, she's not a bad character. She just was raised by bad people. She was evil by nurture. If we remember this discussion, you ever had it in high school, like, is evil from nature or from nurture? She was nurtured to not be a great person. So we, we show love to Vivian. But Vivian's visiting Evie in her dreams. And Evie hasn't said a single thing to anybody about this because she doesn't know what it means. And it's still she doesn't know what being an empty one means still she doesn't know who she is she doesn't know what it means so having vivian there because vivian does have a better grasp on it having vivian there for her was really good and she just enjoys having that friendship and i think the main problem with her not saying anything was that she just didn't want to have something happen where she wouldn't be able to talk to someone who understood what was going on with her which fair enough i understand i get it so she's seeing Vivian in all these dreams, and they have deep conversations about everything going on. They talk to each other about school life, and do we remember the show that uh, Evie watched? It's called Easton Heights. You know, it covers high school and all of that. She loves it. Her and Ariana binge it together all the time now. Um, and in her dreams with Vivian, she will rehash what happens in the show. That's how close they get. They become besties, and it's so cute, honestly. Well. 
remember the paranormal uh well paranormal everything but the paranormal diner that her and ariana live over they work at it and it's run by more creatures than evie has ever seen she says that in the book there are dryads i think is how you say it it's like a tree dryad runs it yes it's a tree dryad oh it's greek that's kind of cool anyway um it's a tree spirit and it's in the first book actually they go to this diner but she doesn't really touch on it other than saying this tree dryad is very beautiful like her glamour is very beautiful and if we remember evie can see through glamour so she sees the tree spirit but she still sees the pretty lady on the outside so this dryad dryad i can't say it now um this dryad runs is kind of the manager of this diner and it's like a gnome that runs the kitchen and that's what evie will help and work in so she's working in this diner with more paranormals than she has ever ever seen before and she's kind of like wow there's a lot of creatures here man what's going on um and again david knows that this is going on he's the protector i guess you would call it of the area for these creatures because they're there and they can't really go anywhere else and if this company is hunting them down and killing them and locking them up you know he kind of wants to keep it under wraps so evie's living a life having a part-time job doing what a normal high schooler would earlier i mentioned that we meet a new character and there's actually some stuff that happens but i'm gonna talk about the character first then go into what happens why and why we meet the character so we meet this guy named jack and he I don't know what he is. I have finished both books and I don't really think I got a full understanding on what Jack is. I want to say he is a human. I am 99% sure he's just a human who got put into the fairy realms. But something about him is he can open and go through fairy doors, which is not something that many humans or any other paranormals, basically any non-fairy can do. So we meet this very... I'm going to say charming and cunning creature human character named Jack. And he jokes a lot and he's very self-confident, but I think he's kind of on the short side. And I don't I don't think I've gone into character descriptions, but I the way that Evie described it in the book was this weird short dude with curly blonde hair and bright blue eyes. The eyes are always I feel like she always points out the eyes because it's something that she can see easiest. It's how she can really see through the glamours. So when this crazy kid comes jumping into her room one day and she's like, who the heck are you? The big blue eyes are what she notices first because they kind of stick out. But it's this character is really interesting. He's he's silly. I think silly is a really good word for him. He makes everything fun and he he's chaotic. Oh, my gosh chaotic is actually the better word for him because he likes to cause chaos everywhere he goes which is something we will learn in this book and in the next book too i believe but anyway we meet jack and he's cool so jack appears in her room and oh well let me say this first so after the events that happened that led to evie leaving the ipca she didn't really have contact with raquel anymore which that was eating at her because she was the mother figure for evie so obviously it's really hard to lose contact with someone you considered to be your mom um i don't remember if it was during book one raquel found her and created the fake death story or if it was the beginning of book two 
I believe it was in the book one. So in book two, Raquel and Harry don't really talk that much. I think they meet every once in a while, but it's not the same kind of connection they had before. And that's taking a toll on Evie. Well, one day Raquel is like, meet me here. We're going to have to talk. And Raquel is trying to get Evie to come back and work for the IPCA. Evie hears this and she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I left this place because y'all are kind of really bad people and I didn't want to work for you anymore. Why on earth would I go back with you? And Raquel lays out that it would be everything that gets done will be on her standard. She doesn't have to do every mission that is presented for her. She gets the option, unlike when she did work there. She didn't get the option. She had to do it regardless because they kind of owned her. But now that she's not there anymore permanently, she's allowed to choose and she gets to decide if I want to do this, I'm going to do this. If not, it's going to, I won't do it, point blank, period. And one of the conditions that Evie has whenever Raquel is asking about this and trying to get her to work for her, um, Evie's like, I'm not going to touch a fairy again. After everything that happened in the last book with Breath and, well, for her, it would have been last year, but I'm saying this for us, sorry. Everything that happened in the last book with Breath, it was too much. She does not trust fairies. She never really did trust fairies, but now she has probable cause to be like, no, I will not touch a fairy ever again. So Raquel's like, we can work with that. And so Evie, she thinks of it quickly, but doesn't really acknowledge it. And she's like, okay, I'll do it, but it's on my terms. So now Evie's back working for them she gets paid to i think that was another stipulation if you will is that she would get paid to do this this time because last time she she lived there so they kind of housed her and fed her and all of that but now they would actually have to pay her because she's working for them and she doesn't live with them anymore now let's go back to jack i told you he can open fairy doors and he's not a fairy well guess who's heard new transportation this crazy little blonde chaotic dude who's very very crazy and he can open fairy doors, and he's not a fairy, so it follows the rules. Well, here's the deal. Raquel doesn't introduce them first, so this blonde kid appears in Evie's room, and she's like, who the heck are you? And he goes, are you Evie? And she's like, yes, and he goes, well, I'm your new transport person. So this first mission, he transports her to wherever they're supposed to be going. And whenever they get to the location, he drops her in freezing cold water. I think they were, they're over in a European country, so it's really cold over there, wherever it was. He drops her in freezing cold water. And she's like, whoa, 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 what the crap are you doing, man? And he's like, I really didn't mean to. Because, so, like I said, he's human. So he doesn't naturally have these fey powers where he can open the doors easily. He has to wait a minute. It takes him a little longer. He has to think of the place where he's going. And it... It just takes longer than it would for a fairy to do this. Which, again, if he's non-fae, that makes sense. Well, she gets dropped into this cold water, and this paranormal starts attacking her. And I forgot to mention this earlier. It's it's actually a very important part to the story of building the paranormal like side of it. Uh, this creature is called a sylph, and it's a... this. Hmm, The creature I'm about to talk about right now happens at the beginning of the book, and then I'll get to the one that just attacked her in the water. But at the beginning of the book, she gets attacked by an air spirit thing called a sylph, and and the way she saw it, it looked like a cloud, and it kind of shocked her like electricity, and it tried to take her, and it picked her up and dropped her through a bunch of trees because she took his soul from him, took a bit of his soul. 
and it was electric and she said it felt like being shocked and so she is kind of freaking out because she got picked up and dropped by this cloud creature at the beginning of the book and she's like what the heck and she just kind of goes on with her life after that she talks to david who david has contacted for kel and i i think they were meeting at that point so she was like yo i got picked up by this weird creature what's going on and raquel's like i have no clue but that's really weird so then flash forward to where i just was uh jack is taking her through the european country uh, drops her in water and she's freezing and then this creature pulls her under and tries to take her with it i don't remember the name of this creature i think it was also something i was gonna have difficulty pronouncing so it's fine but this creature pulls her under and she's flipping out she's like what the heck are you doing whoa 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 i don't know what you are and jack gets under there and he saves her or maybe not i think she's that's right she takes it soul too so her like she doesn't want to steal souls from creatures especially after what happened with vivian going kind of crazy with it but um she takes it when she's in danger like she did with the sylph in the air so she does that to the water creature and she's like give me away and she gets out and jack appears and he's like oh you were having fun swimming because he likes he's very sarcastic it's very weird he's very fun character though but she is like why did you drop me you know why would you drop me in this freezing water what is wrong with you and after that they're walking into where they were going for this mission and uh, this mission is actually one i remember so i'll try to talk about so the mission she had to go and save a village from i think they're trolls part of me wants to say goblins but i'm pretty sure it's troll or maybe it was gremlins it's either goblins gremlins or trolls one of those little creatures and she has to save a village from them and this is when she learns that paranormals are starting to attack each other and it what happened what happened was this vampire was killing the little creatures children and they these creatures like the specific paranormal creature doesn't reproduce very often so she the creatures were like they keep killing our children and we can't keep you know carrying on our line if he keeps eating our kids it was a vampire and she goes and fights the vampire well she's unarmed because she was told this was just gonna be a gremlin goblin troll mission and this vampire comes up and attacks her and she has a nickname for him too but i do not remember what it is it was like loony vampire or whatever so the vampire attacks her and she's flipping out and she's like where the heck is jack because he's kind of supposed to be my protector now and he's supposed to be able to get me out of here in a problem like this so she's flipping out and she's like jack where are you and when she realizes that jack's not coming back she's like well i'm gonna go down fighting with my fists i ain't got a weapon but i'm gonna do this well then she gets knocked over on her back and the vampire is there on top of her and he starts to suck her blood because he's a vampire and jack appears and he goes fancy a game of ball because i think he had a baseball bat and he whacks the vampire in the head and the two end up getting out of it um fun fact i just paused and i figured out it was trolls it was neither goblins nor gremlins it was trolls i was close i it was one of my guesses i'm proud anyway back to the story she after he hits her or hits the vampire with the bat she's like what the crap where did you go why did you leave me he's like i had to go get a weapon i had to save you somehow and she was like okay you could have said something and he was like and wasted time and she was like fair enough and she's upset with him because he just left which understandably 
but also he saved her. So who, are we really mad? You know, that was kind of thing. So Jack is back. <laughs> Jack is back. And so they go back home. Or, okay, no. So the point of the mission was to find the trolls. And in the in this world, trolls are notorious, quote unquote, notorious. This is what the IPCA thinks for killing humans and taking over their homes. Well, these specific trolls are, they didn't do that. This, this village that they live in was there. It was theirs to own because nobody was living there anymore and they took over and now they live there. So she, whenever they get back, she doesn't tell Raquel what happened with the trolls. She says they got away. Um, she tells them about the loony vampire, lunatic vampire, I believe is what is the nickname. And she tells Raquel and the agency about it and they go take care of it. She goes back home. And so I told you this is at the beginning of the school year for her, her senior year. So this is like right around Halloween. So she is now, this is after the whole troll vampire incident. She's back home and Lind is visiting from college. And she's like, yay, my boyfriend's home. I'm so excited. And she and him are trying to get things planned out for Halloween. Evie has never experienced a Halloween before at the agency. She kind of lived in a place where paranormals, which are usually what people tend to dress up as for Halloween, that that's the real thing. She sees them. She knows they exist. So they didn't really celebrate it there. Raquel kind of was like, mm, that's weird. You know, we kind of live with vampires. Why would I let you dress up as one? So she's never celebrated a real Halloween before, and she was excited to get to with Lind. So they start getting ready. They're picking costumes, and Evie goes as Daphne from Scooby-Doo, and she's all cute, her little redhead wig. And we go back to Ariana, who does makeup and hair, and she made the costume, so they're getting ready together. And Lind is back home, and they're having fun. So something I need to mention because I kind of forgot. Lind does not like Jack. He's kind of like, why the heck is another dude here? Like, you're my girlfriend. I will say this now. I kind of feel like throughout the book, Lind gets more and more overbearing towards Evie, which I understand because it is his girlfriend and he doesn't want her to, like, cheat on him of course but she would never literally this character evie is the most excited to have a boyfriend and she would never hurt her boy like that i genuinely fully deeply to my heart believe that so lind is acting very closed off to jack and lind also doesn't like raquel is another thing and raquel is still in the story at this point so there's a lot going on there's a lot of drama and they're kind of like their budding heads, Evie and Lind are kind of having relationship trauma, not trauma, but drama. So there's a lot going on in the relationship and they were really excited to celebrate Halloween together. I think I've also like skipped a big portion of the book, but these are the parts I'm remembering. And um, if you really want to read it, I do, I am going to suggest it later, but let's carry on with this. So they're getting ready for Halloween and they Lind appears and he's not dressed up and he goes, I'm going as totally normal high school dude. And she's, Evie goes, well, you need to wear a costume. He's like, I wear a costume every day. And she's like, well, yeah, fair enough. Because he does. If you don't remember, he is able to shift into anything he wants. And the character, character, the person he presents says is not who he is for real. So they're celebrating their Halloweening together, having so much fun. And in the end, he does end up transforming to match her. Because who wouldn't want to see a cute Daphne and Fred Jones for Halloween? It was cute. So they're going and they're driving to go do something for Halloween. 
And this is when Evie gets a call from her bestie, Carly. Don't forget about her. And Carly's like, yo, Jack is here at the party. You should come hang out. Because um, Carly was hosting a Halloween party. And they were going to go. Or Evie wanted to go. But Lind is not the party kind of guy. So he didn't really want to go. And she wanted to spend more time with him. Understandably. So she was like, I'm going to hang out with Lind. You know, we're going to chill out. So they've already, they've eaten candy, they've gotten ready, they've been spending some time together, they're on their way to do something, and she gets a call saying, yo, Jack is here, and she looks over at Lind, and she's like, I have to go get Jack out of there, and Lind is yet again annoyed. And this is another part I forgot to say, I do this a lot, I'm so sorry, but at the beginning of the book, whenever Raquel reaches out and is like, we want you to work for us again, Lind is at college whenever she's making this decision, and she decides to do it, and when she's telling Lind about it before she's able to say that she accepted the job, Lind is like, you said no, right? Of course, you would never do that. And she was like, yeah, totally, totally didn't agree to do this again, woohoo. And the first mission she did was not actually a troll mission. She had to go stop a poltergeist in the IPCA, and she got hurt. And that's when Lynn found out that she was working for them again, and he was mad. So a lot of the issues that was that were forming in the relationship was from her lying to him, which, don't lie to your significant other, that's fair, that's a good message to share. But she didn't want him to try and tell her no because he wanted to be overprotected. She wanted to make a choice for herself, which is also understandable. It just should have been handled better. And it caused a lot of drama in their relationship because she kept lying. Anyway, back to the Halloween thing. Lind doesn't like Jack, so she's like, I gotta go get Jack out of here because he's gonna cause a lot of drama and a lot of problems for these people. And she goes to where they are. They're in a cemetery of all places. Very strange. Well, y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for how whack this is? The vampire from the troll incident is at this party. And Evie sees him and she's like, what the heck? And she's like, Jack, are you seeing this? And she, he's like, yeah. So she's made it to the cemetery at this point and they're walking away. And they run into the vampire from the troll incident. And she's like, why are you here? And he's like, I don't know, but I know I want to kill you again. So another battle ensues and she's like, Jack, do something. He's like, I don't have a baseball bat this time. So we're having lots of problems. And this is where we get Reth back. This is when Reth is like, yo, hey, what you doing? Why are you trying to kill these people? Because something about Reth is he doesn't want to hurt Evie, despite the bad thing he did in the last book and letting this paranormal soul sucker come into the IPCA. His goal is not to hurt Evie, he wants to keep her safe. In his own twisted fairy way, he loves Evie, so that's something to remember. But Reth comes and he saves the day, and they bag and tag uh, the vampire, the lunatic vampire, and they send him to the IPCA. So now that he's put away, she takes them back, and they, uh, Reth takes the two of them back to Lind. I think they went back to Lind's house, and when Lind sees Reth there, he kind of loses it, and he's like, what the heck is wrong with you? Because first of all, I already don't like Jack, and now you're bringing back psychotic fairy boyfriend, like, what you doing, girl? And there's a lot of drama at this point. There's another thing that happened. So remember, she's trying to get into Georgetown to go to college with her boothang. And she finds out that she didn't get in. And she doesn't know how to tell him. And Jack figures it out. He finds the letter and sees it. No, 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 no. Sorry. 
So she finds out that she didn't get in. She sees the letter, and Jack's the one who opened it and read it. And throughout this book, her and Jack are kind of getting closer. And for a while there, I thought they were going to be like secret siblings in a way, like how her and Vivian were siblings. And it's not necessarily that's not what happened, but I, I'm going to say it is technically. I think they kind of call, became kind of each other's siblings, if you will, which was good for both of them in the third book i'm spoiling the third book it's a good thing this podcast is called spoiler alert but anyway evie didn't make it into georgetown and she didn't tell lind about it and so something happens that kind of causes that to explode so now everything's going downhill and jack can see that evie's kind of frustrated with life as it is now and he's like come come with me we're gonna go adventure somewhere so jack takes her to the fairy realm which she's only been in with Reth, and it was not she went against her will basically so she goes into the fairy realm with jack and they go around and explore it and he takes her somewhere and she's like what is this place and he's like this is where i live because rules of fairy world if you eat or sleep there you kind of you can't do anything outside of the fairy realm anymore. You like you can't sleep outside the fairy realm and you can't eat outside. I think you can't sleep. I know you can't eat food that isn't from the fairy realm. So he has done that and now he's kind of tethered to the fairy world. And that's a whole thing in and of itself. But he's like, this is where I grew up and this is where I live. So they're going around and this is in the dark fairy or the unseelie if we remember the discussion on fae last week you have seelie and unseelie and seelie are your bad like terrible like seelie are your they're bad but they're good bad but unseelie are the absolutely you need to be careful around them so that's they're in the unseelie or the dark fairy world so they're in there and he's showing her around showing her what it's like and they get to this i think it was like a river of some sorts and they start throwing something in the water quote-unquote water i don't think it was really water because when they threw this thing into the water it set on fire and they start causing mayhem chaos throughout the dark realm if we remember that's why we call jack chaotic because he does a lot of random things that can cause a lot of problems if we're not careful so they're doing that they're running around jack showing her around and boom we meet Reth, and we're like what why are you following me so evie again is totally done at this point she's gone through drama with her boyfriend and she's just trying to cool down and let off steam, you know? But Reth is not the one you want around you to cool off steam. And she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I gotta, I gotta show you something. We gotta get you some information. And she's like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm gonna show you your past. And she goes, okay, let's go. Actually, there's a lot more fighting because of who she is as a person. But to sum it up, she ends up agreeing to go. So he takes her to meet her father this is kind of where the big plot point and this is like 100 pages to the end of the book this is where the major major part of the story that carries into the third book starts building and we see a lot change so before i go into this though throughout the book evie has noticed that nona the dryad from the beginning of the book has been meeting with random paranormals and reth was appearing at the diner and talking to her and Evie found it very suspicious. She's like, we don't trust the Fae. That's not good. And every time she or David would try to confront Nona about it, she was like, it's fine. We would never do anything to hurt you. And Dryads can't lie. So that was obviously the truth. They were just trying to keep her safe, which we'll get more on that into the third book. But Reth takes her to meet her father. And so 
I laughed at this part. It's terrible. I shouldn't have laughed. I'm going to admit that, but I'm also going to tell you I laughed because I thought it was funny and sad. So they meet her father, and he's this washed-up drunk. Are y'all ready to hear something very fun about the Fae? Unlike humans, if they drink alcohol, they don't get drunk. But if they drink anything with the lightest bit of carbonation in it, they do get drunk. And lo and behold, Evie's father is a... I don't remember how she worded it. Her father is an alcoholic with carbonation. I think she said carbonholic, but that's really weird to say, so oh well. He gets drunk off of carbonation, as do all fairies, but he like drinks religiously, basically. So Evie's like, well, well, where's my mom? What about her? Where is she? I want to know my real mother. And they try to get try to get answers out of him. They ask him questions, and he's like, I don't remember. You know, he's drunk. He can't answer her. So Rep tells Evie his name, and Evie's like, I command you... I don't know his name because I can't pronounce it, that you will go back to the Fae realm and you will never come back. And he's like, again, if you don't remember, Fae can't dishonor a name command. So if someone tells a Fae that they have to do something with their name in front of it, it's a named command and they have to do it point blank, period. It's very sacred to them, which more on that in the next book too. So she has realized that her father is a drunk and kind of ruined her mother's life. So now her life is kind of going even more downhill. And she, after this, starts referring to herself as a useless shell of a girl. And it gets very sad. I would go that she is kind of experiencing really heavy depression right now. And so after this, Evie goes, take me back to Jack, talking to Reth, and he does. And they go around a little bit more. And when they're in the dark realm, there's this fae who was in the IPCA center who does not like Evie because of the things said against her by the dark court. Because if you remember, Evie is an empty one from the light court and Vivian was the empty one from the dark court. So Evie is not very well liked amongst the dark court because the dark queen kind of throws a lot of negativity towards her. That's something we'll cover even more in the next uh, episode of the podcast by the way but the fae that was at the center and is now in the dark court area tries to attack her and this specific fairy got her soul taken away by vivian at the end of the book to the point where she was almost destroyed so in this one evie has to defend herself and ends up destroying her even more and that's a whole thing for evie and herself because she doesn't want to steal uh supernatural souls because or paranormal souls because that's against who she is as a person now and remember she's with jack when this is happening and this is the biggest kind of plot twist to happen in the book if you will and i was like really upset when this happened remember i said jack was one of my favorite characters something really not cool happens turns out it's jack's fault that this fairy is attacking evie she's like what are you doing what are you doing and it's trying to kill her and when it first attacks her the fairy's name is Fell. that's her nickname she's like let's see how far i can hurt you without killing you because that's what jack told her to do and so jack turns out to be the kind of antagonist of this book and whenever evie learns of this well she doesn't find this out yet but she's like help 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 jack comes and pushes off the fairy that was quote unquote attacking her oh my gosh what's happening you know plays the hero and all of that and afterwards jack 
goes into this big explanation and he's like you need to open this portal you need to do this and this is when he's taking her home so they're in the fairy paths and a rule about the fairy path is if you let go of someone while you're in it you get lost forever and no one can ever find you again so the two of them are in the fae paths and jack is like okay it's time to open a portal and evie's like what what are you talking about what do you mean and Jack's like, yeah, we it's time to do it. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you can do it. You have to save us. And she's flip, flipping out at this point. And she's like, take me home, Jack. And he's like, no. And she's like, take me home. I don't want to do this. And this is like, he gets a mischievous grin. And she's starting to freak out and get genuinely terrified. And when she says no again, he gets angry, lets go of her, and disappears. So now Evie is panicked because she's like, well, I'm going to die now because I've been left alone in the fae paths. And so she's laying in this darkness and she's like, I don't know what to do anymore. Obviously, I can't save myself. I don't know how the fae paths work. And once she kind of accepts that she's going to die, she's laying in it. I say laying. I don't really understand how it works. But in my mind, she's laying there in this void. And she's like, she starts thinking of Lind and David and Raquel and all the people who love her. And when she wakes up, she's in Lynn's arms. And she's like, what? What? How? What did? Like, she's genuinely so confused. She's like, what happened? How did this happen? And Lynn's like, you just appeared here. And she's like, Jack left me in the Fey paths. And they're like, we knew you should have never trusted him. And then after that, the book closes. So I would say that my biggest qualm with this book is the way it ends. And I remember immediately whenever I finished the book I was like that was weird that was the first thought I wanted to write it down on the sticky note I was like that was a weird book because I feel like it gave so much information but literally told you nothing at the same time I was like I don't but I was very I enjoyed the book and I got to meet a character I liked but I was more like why did we write a book that said so much yet so little at the same time but Overall, the it adds to the story in a way, and it added a new character for the third book, which I am extremely excited to review for next week. Again, we'll get to that next week, of course. But my overall review of it, as I just said, it was weird. I'm going to say this was the character building bu- book, story building, you know. It, le- it leads into the third book really well. I'll give it that. It does set up the third book very nicely. I would say my favorite part of the book was that we got a deeper look into the Fae realms. We got a deeper look into what the Fae were doing and why they were doing certain things, and that we got to meet a new character, and that we got to see more paranormals. But my least favorite part of the book is definitely how it ended, because genuinely, she wakes up in Lynn's arms, and boom, the story ends. And I'm like, I feel like we could have gotten some more. Like, we could have gotten more background on what was going on. But that's just me personally. Someone else may really enjoy it. I would... If you have started the series, I would say finish it, obviously. Usually at this point, I would be like, do I recommend this book or not? So, so far, I'm going to say yes, I recommend this book. You kind of have to read it in order to understand what happens in the third book. Overall, it was a pretty good book. Pretty enjoyable. 10 out of 10. Would I probably re- will read this again. I may end up buying my own copies of it so I don't have to keep stealing my sisters, but it's okay. Bringing this to a close now, I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of Spoiler Alert. I'm your host, Emily Renshaw, and be sure to come back next week for the final review of the Paranormal Sea Trilogy by Kirsten White. Thanks for listening, and goodbye.